0: Well, as they are passing the offering this morning, um, I am excited to close out Missions Month. And now I'm disappointed. I'm excited to close out Missions Month. Woo! And this year for, for Missions Month, we, we, I really wanted to hit a lot of very heart issues. Thinking about the mission of Jesus and our call to go to all nations with the gospel. And you know, the first week we talked about you, right in front of you. It's fun. We talked about how your value is found in your position in Jesus' mission, not in the abundance of your faith or how much talent you have or even your earthly position. Your value is that you're a child of God and that Jesus made you for his mission and his purposes. And that you have so much value from that. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor or if you're a pastor or if you're an Uber dude or if you're, let me see, bus drivers. We've got valet car parkers. We've got physician's assistants. We've got. sorts of different jobs here, huh? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're good at your job or if you stink at it or if you're good at the things that you feel like you're called to do or you're not, or if you woke up this morning and you were filled with doubt instead of faith. Your value isn't found in that. Your value is found in who Jesus made you to be. Before I preach that again, I'll keep going. Next week we talk about being disciples. That every believer in Jesus is called to be a disciple and to make disciples. It's easy, right? That's simple. You're all doing that. So am I, all the time. No, it's a hard, it's a big call, a big mission. Which is why the next week we talked about the presence of God and how we are empowered by the Spirit for Jesus' mission. We are a vessel sunk in the Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can do all these things through us that we could never do on our own because God has all this power that it makes up for the fact that I'm just some skinny nerd went to Bible college. So as we close out Missions Month, How long will I be with you? (laughs) As I close out missions, mom. (laughs) Next year you'll do better. We're going to talk about being greatly commissioned. That's a play on words, right? Some of you guys, maybe you've been in in church circles a long time, and you know the passage that we've been using in Matthew 28 is, is known as the Great Commission. And it's this, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And that passage has become known as, as the Great Commission throughout time and history. is this, this great thing that Jesus has given us to do here we tend to use the, the phraseology a lot, that we, have, that we are participants in Jesus' mission. And so my challenge to you today is that you are greatly commissioned. To Say that in, in the first person here. Say, I, I am greatly commissioned. Because the whole one of the biggest points I want you to get from everything that we've talked about during Missions Month is that you are greatly commissioned. Which means Jesus' mission on this earth is your responsibility. Because one of the most toxic things that happens in the church. And American Christianity is, is the consumerism that consumes our souls. That makes us come to church and think that I am here to, to get something and we're here to, to do this and so that we can pay this guy to go do Jesus' mission in our city. Don't expect me to do it. That's, what, that's, what that's your job. You are greatly commissioned. You are empowered by the Spirit for Jesus's mission. You are a believer in Jesus who is called to be a disciple and to make disciples. You have value because of your position in Jesus's mission. You, 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 you. Me too. And so I want to wrap this up with some of the, the big ideas from this this year. This has been a di- very different sermon series for me because like and Pastor Craig's in the same boat as this with me. We're manuscriptors, right, Craig? Well that means typically with most sermons, we write down almost every word we say. Some of you are like that, that's weird. But yeah, that's what we do. I don't always I don't always stick to it, but when I write my sermons, I write everything. So that's just the kind of person I am. Craig too. That's why we don't kill each other. Um in this series, I just I was like I want to talk from the heart a lot, so I'm gonna not do that. I'm just gonna kind of figure out I'm gonna just kind of what I'm gonna talk about, and I'm just gonna get up here and talk. That's why my sermons have been longer. Some of these I manuscript is because it gets you out of church on time. But thinking about today that I am greatly commissioned, there's three big ideas I want you to get from my heart. That you're greatly commissioned. The first one of those is that because of who Jesus is and the authority he has, I am the answer to someone's prayer. This was a big idea earlier in this year. Who was here for the Miracle Makers series? Quite a few of you. You, got the, you came, you, saw, you got the t-shirt, right? So this is a new idea to some of you. We go back to Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, where Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. We go back to our first message in this series. We talk about the authority of Jesus. And we want to take this into two directions and make sure this is in our heart for the next season of ministry that Element Church is called to, which means the next season of ministry that you are called to. First, it's not me. Say, it's not me. Because of who Jesus is and the authority he has. When we come to the mission of Jesus, and we think about the amazing value that we have because Jesus made us, and he made us with a purpose, we also have to take that with great humility. And humility is one of those words, I think, in our culture that gets real mixed up, and with humility becomes false modesty, or self-deprecation. Is that the right word? Okay, thank you. Where we just oh you know I'm just I'm just uh, I'm not very good at anything kind of your syndrome. Well, I guess my house was going to blow over anyway. I think humility is more honestly about just that that right understanding of your position. Man, I was broken. I was a sinner, and Jesus saved me, and now because he saved me. I'm a child of God. I don't have to wallow in, in the old pig pens that I used to roll in, but I also don't get to jump ahead of I'm a child of God and say, I am the best. I don't need Jesus. I can do this all on my own because I'm so great. It's humility is just knowing what where you really are. And it's that I'm a child of the Most High God, the King of the the universe. He loves me, and he's empowered me to go on his mission because of who he is. You get that position right. When you understand that love of Jesus right, then you get to go into this next step of being greatly commissioned where Jesus takes you and divinely positions you somewhere and then suddenly, that prayer that someone's been praying for years and years and years, you are in the right place at the right time for the right reasons to answer that prayer. And sometimes it's very simple, small things. Someone, the words came out of someone's mouth to me this week, you are an answer to prayer. When they came in and picked up three backpacks at the church because they missed the block party. Was it a deep spiritual moment? No. They came in the door. They gave it, oh, you're an answer to prayer. Oh, well, God bless you. I'm so glad you could come in and get these today. That moment, everyone here, because this is the backpack block party. Those backpacks we have, that's a community thing, right? We've all given money. We've all been a part of Element Church. We're all a part of that. And in that little moment where I handed off just three silly backpacks, we, we were all miracle makers. We were the answer to someone's prayer. And sometimes it's a big thing. Maybe it's the right place and the right time. Um, I won't name names, but someone in our church this week had someone pass out dying on their floor and gave them CPR. Until the paramedics got there and saved their life. That's an answer to someone's prayer. Someone doesn't want their loved one dead. Another that I've seen in the last few weeks, I actually saw a member of Element Church, and they don't know that I saw them, go into Gap Park and pick up trash. Making that place look a little bit more like what the kingdom of God would look like. Because we're called to bring heaven to earth through our actions. Because of who Jesus is and the authority he has. We are the answer to someone's prayer. Not because we're great, not because we're anything. We're just a bunch of random people who meet in an old bank because Jesus told us to. Because of who he is, we are privileged to get to be miracle makers. Because Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. And so as Jesus is in the business of renewing and restoring all things, we get to join him. How exciting is that? I'm greatly commissioned, and I am empowered and able to go and make disciples of all nations. And this is for you. I want you to, to get this as we close out the series. We've got to put it all into a bow that Jesus says to you, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He says to the person next to you, too, but I think it's easy to look over and think, okay, well, the preacher's preaching, and man, this would be a really great message for the guy next to me, for the gal next to me. They really need to hear this. People do that all the time. It's very easy to sit in church and think, oh, man, they, man, oh, Pastor Craig needs to hear this. Every time I preach, I think Pastor Craig needs to hear this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you it starts with the authority of Jesus, and then Jesus empowers us. He says, "You're going to go and make disciples. And you're going to baptize people, and you're going to teach them." And a church that changes its city, a church that changes Millvale, is a church for all of us who follow Jesus here today. Say, Jesus is talking to me, not to the person next. To me. Well, he's talking, but this is for me i'm supposed to go i'm supposed to make disciples and be a disciple i'm supposed to baptize people i'm supposed to teach people and that may not be that you're called to be a preacher you got to go to bible college and you got to stand up and talk to people it might just be that one that one person in your life right now that you need to go step up and say you know what i think jesus has something more for your life than what you're living right now. How can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I love you? Maybe it's pick it up trash somewhere and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Whatever whatever it is. It's for you. And I think the amazing thing is that we don't have to do it on our own. Because the Spirit of God is present with me. There are no limits. Jesus said, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I'm not like an overly excitatory sort of person. So like, you know, I'm not getting up here and saying that, you know, this means that we all need to be out like shouting at people and you know and trying to see hey just like we were talking about the other the other week that uh Philip was divinely teleported from place to place in the book of Acts and so God so you just are teleporting me places that I have no limits. Jesus gonna do what Jesus gonna do. If he wanted to give me the spiritual gift of divine teleportation again I'm cool. That's, I'll do it. Yeah, it's fun. That's sweet. Um, but I think we have to internalize this on a much more practical level. Because signs, wonders, miracles are all great things. You know, one of my, my favorite stories is about Pastor Rob, who lives in our vault. He's a, he's a Baptist pastor. Uh, in the Renaissance church. He's a great guy, he doesn't live there, I know. He faithful, does. And we're good friends. And, and one time he was sick, and, you, and, I, and he was just like, hey, can you pray for me real quick? And I was like, sure. I prayed for him, and I went out of my business. And the next day he came back, and he's like, dude, I totally feel better today. I was like, "You'd like to think that your pastor was a faith-filled man who was like, heck yeah, I'm going to lay my hands on him. He's going to stick. He's going to recover. He told me he felt better. I was like, really? <laughs> huh? Go figure. Because The Spirit of God is present with me. There are no limits. That might be Because the Spirit of God is present with me I can love that person at work that everyone hates. That would be a miracle. You know that person at your job. (laughs) Spirit of God is present with me. I can be the one who doesn't complain about the weather. No, uh, you can complain about the weather. Jesus is okay with that in Pittsburgh. Uh, Because the Spirit of God is with me. I'm going to have that person over for dinner. Because the Spirit of God is with me, I'm just going to pray for someone who I know is having a hard time, or at least offer. What's worse, they say? No, I'm not comfortable with that. Okay, well, God bless you. Because the Spirit of God is with me, I can invite that person to church. The Spirit of God is with me. I'm going to learn how to tell my story of how Jesus changed my life. Because the Spirit of God is present with me. I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be a little weird. Surely I am with you always, the very end of the age. Whatever Jesus is calling you to do on His mission, because of who He is, you are empowered to do it, regardless of your frailties, regardless of your past. As Pastor Craig in the sermon was talking about, you know, one of our big things is here is no one fights alone. Because Element Church is here in Millvale, this is the place where we declare to our city, our community, you do not have to fight alone. We are here for you, no matter where you're at. Because some people, they've had a bad day, had a bad month, had a bad year. And we want to be the place where they are welcome and loved and accepted right where they're at. Sometimes the mir- uh, it's a miracle when people who don't look like church people can come into a church and feel comfortable. Because maybe you're like me, and I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy most of the time, and there are places where I could go where I'd sit down and they'd be like, why isn't he wearing a suit? If I had to wear a suit in this building... Sweaty, it'd be gross. But we, because the Spirit of God is with me, I can love every single person who walks through those doors. By the way, this is you as well, not just me. So if somebody comes in, element church, and they're homeless, and they don't smell great, the Spirit of God's with me. That person matters, and they're not going to fight alone. Someone comes in, maybe they're a little high. Happened. We're glad they're here. I'd rather they were here than anywhere else. High, drunk, whatever. I'd rather they were here. I don't want them to fight alone. I want them to come and hear a message of hope. And so we want to be God's people who love people wherever they are at because we are empowered by the Spirit of God to do so. And our highest calling is the calling to love. So if I'm going to be empowered by the Spirit of God for anything, as I head through Missions Month and I think of all these different things we've talked about, God, empower me to be a person of love in a world of division and hate. The other stuff we can work out. If I need if I need to pray for someone who's sick and they get better, I'll do that. But that's all all of that has to come out of my heart of love. I have to be able to love people. When we love people, we do that well. It's very easy to see Jesus in and among us, with us until the end of the age, because. Jesus loves you like that. And that's why your value is in your position in Jesus' mission, not in your faith, your talents, your earthly position. If Jesus loves you, you're called to be a disciple and to make disciples. Not to make your life hard, not to give you an extra thing to do, because Jesus loves you and He designed you from the foundations of the earth to be someone who's a disciple, and to make disciples. He loves you. Because he loves you, you're empowered. You're of a vessel sunk in the Spirit. Immerse. Because then you have to do what you need to go do Jesus' mission. Because it is love for you. You are greatly commissioned. So therefore, go.